Hi, you're listening to the AUSA podcast. I'm Brenna, the director of student activities. And I'm Luke, the podcast producer. Often you'll find us here chatting with some of the incredible people of AU, talking about life on campus, and of course, telling you about the events that we've got coming up. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening. We are back in the studio today, introducing you to some more of our Res Life friends. So today we are here with Austin and Anne. You maybe have met these guys, maybe not. They're not your RDs, but they are more in the office, like doing res life things in the office. Austin oversees sort of housing operations, and then Anne leads the whole thing, the whole shebang. So Anne, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? I would love to. Hi, everyone. My name is Anne Patterson. I'm the director of Residence Life. I have been at AU for a total of two whole months. <laughs> two whole months. <laughs> um, so I'm still just getting my feet wet, but I'm really excited to be here, and it's been a great two months. Yeah, and Anne, you came here from Florida. I did. I was in Florida at a Christian university down there for five years. Started out as an RD, moved to assistant director of Residence Life, and so now have stepped into this role. But I'm originally from the Raleigh area, so I'm much closer to home, and I've been telling people South Carolina feels a lot more normal to me than South Florida. Yeah, yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. And because you're from the Carolinas, as some people call it. You get the difference between North Carolina and South Carolina. I think most people that are not from here just run them together. Like somebody today was like, oh, that's North Carolina, right? And I was like, no, Uh it's a different state. It's South Carolina. Uh You get it. Yeah, I lived in uh, California for a year after grad school, and nobody there could remember They're just like the Carolinas. They don't even know what states are on the East Coast. (laughs) I was very offended Right, right. It's true. It's true. Austin, tell us a bit about yourself. What people may not know is that when we're recording this, you get married, like, in two days. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Wild. Super excited. Um, I My name's Austin. I serve as the assistant director of Residence Life, um, and I primarily oversee housing, um, but I'm also the only returning staff member. Uh, mm-hmm. So in addition to housing, mm-hmm. I also answer a ton of questions. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is the majority of my job right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. I get married in two days. Uh, I'm actually leaving right after we finish recording this to go start getting things ready. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited um, mm-hmm. and really, really excited for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And you met your almost wife in class at AU, which yeah. is pretty fun. Yeah, we met my senior year mm-hmm. in um, human development, uh, which is like class led by Dr. Jennings. Um, it's a super cool story. Uh, I would say we liked each other on and off. She would say she never liked me, um, <laughs> but whatever. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, she's incredible. Uh, she graduated a couple years ago um, and now works for the Department of Social Services and works in foster care. Yeah, she's the best. Also, you said you met your senior year. So if anybody has given up on the dream of meeting someone in college, don't give up yet. Anything right. can happen. Who knows? Awesome. Well, I would love for y'all to tell us a bit about how you got here. Um, And you're not from here. Austin, you actually went to AU. Spoiler. Sorry, that's two spoilers I've done for you. But you went to AU. So tell us a bit about how you got here, why you stayed here, what that journey's been like. Yeah, I can start. I... um 
It's been a really interesting journey of the Lord just opening doors and me kind of walking through them. And so I, like I said earlier, I was in Florida at a Christian school for five years and had really built a close community there um, and wasn't really looking to leave. Um, but got a call from a random friend one day saying, I need you to send me your resume because I'm going to send it to Anderson University. <laughs> and I said, okay. Okay. Um, so did, did that and just continued to, um, walk through the doors of applying, of interviewing and, um, trusting the Lord and feeling called here and, um, moving into this role. Um, but I also have always loved residence life. Um, really feel like, um, it's, it's kind of the work that I'm meant to do, the work mm -hmm. that I was made to do, mm -hmm. uh, at least for right now. Um, I think that the Lord, I tell students this a lot. I was telling a student this the other day. Um, it's just so awesome that the God of the universe cares about what happens in our residence halls mm -hmm. and our tiny school. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen the Lord working in students' lives for years um, through residence halls, through communities, mm -hmm. through RAs, through roommates that are either really good or really horrible. Yeah. Um, and so I love that work. And so that's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool story. Um, <laughs> maybe don't use that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, um, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. My story is a little bit different. I actually never planned on working in higher education at all. Um, my major when I was an undergrad at AU was criminal justice um, and had some really cool jobs lined up. Um, and not a ton of people know this story anymore, but um, uh, things were going super well. If you're not familiar with the, the law enforcement hiring process, it's pretty long and pretty drawn out. Um, but I was with one department that was moving very fast. Things looked very, very promising. Um, but there was always a part of me that just felt hesitant um, or just not super at peace that this is what was supposed to be happening. Um, so I prayed a really dumb prayer um, <laughs> about it. I was going for a physical fitness test that I did three times prior to this, uh, had passed each one uh, very well, had no concerns at all. Like if anything else, I was going to do better in this one than I had with the previous three. Um, and so I prayed a prayer. It's like, God, if this is not what you want me to do, then let me fail this test. And it's one of those, like, I know I'm going to pass it. So really, like, I'm not going <laughs> right. to fail this test. Like, It'd have to be a miracle. Right, yeah. right. Um, and so the test was going to happen on a, a Tuesday, I think. And I went to stay with my best friend um, in Charleston before the test. And we were just going to have a great time, a good weekend. And then I was going to go test as soon as the weekend was over. Um, and so during that weekend, we had cooked a meal for his neighbors. Um, and so I was carrying over a, a pretty large plate of food. Um, and was walking down his front steps and my arm got caught in his door. I missed the first step of five brick steps, fell down all of them and then landed on my ankle sideways. Um, and so ended up breaking a bone in my foot. I had to go to the doctor that night. Um, and the doctor was like, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like, you're definitely not gonna be able to walk on it for the next seven days, but you're gonna have to meet with the surgeon as well. They're gonna have to figure some things out. Um, and the whole time I was laughing, like literally laughing, like this is a joke. Of like, course. Who's, who's in charge of this? <laughs> um, and so that night I went back to my buddy's house, pretty bummed out. Uh, I called the recruiter for the police department and told them the situation and explained it. And they were like, you know, that's really unfortunate. Um, you definitely can't test. Um, but the way our policy reads, 
um, is if you can't test, then it has to go down as a failure no matter what the situation is. Um, so very literally failed the test uh, that... That you never took. <laughs> right, exactly, and it always planned on passing. And, so, and that's for the moment where I realized, like, like definitely the Lord was working in that. Um, and it was very hard. Like, I'm still very passionate about law enforcement, um, but it was a very, like, quick reality um, that God is in control, um, far beyond what, what I can imagine. And mm-hmm. so that night after I got off the phone with the, caru- the recruiter, um, Tyrone, who now serves as the associate dean of students, currently was over residence life, called and said, hey, I don't know what you have going on, but we have this position open. We have planned to have it filled, but that plan fell through. And so we're probably a week and a half from students returning. The position was not filled and they needed somebody. Um, and he's like, I just was curious what you're doing, what your plans were, if you'd be interested in coming <laughs> on in a part-time um, or in a temporary status. And like, so, well, actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, you don't know is my entire career just got derailed, um, mm-hmm. at least for the next six months. And so I came on uh, temporarily. It was only going to be here until November. And then um, during that time, I did not rest as much as I was supposed to. And it was on my foot more than I should have been. So my healing process got extended by a couple of months. And so I decided to stay on staff um, in a more permanent capacity. Um, and then the spring semester of that year, I had a really sweet moment with a student, and I don't have his permission to share um, anything about him, but essentially got to watch him go from being at the point of suspension, so kind of past every every different thing that we could do to remedy the situation and some of the conduct issues that he had created. Um, watched from that moment to him coming to meet Jesus um, through some really awesome students here at AU and through some mentoring, um, and then get to like walk alongside him in that process. It was really sweet for me and what gave me a lot of like affirmation and confidence that if for nothing else, if nothing else happens in my time at AU, then I know it was all worth it because that one student came to meet Christ um, and has not stopped there. He's now gone on to, um, to lead others to Christ and to mentor others um, and serves in a really cool capacity now as a student. So definitely a weird way to get here um mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's been really fun um and really excited for what's to come this is my fourth year at mm-hmm. AU now um and I don't know how many how much longer I'll be here I don't think I've thought that far ahead yet mm-hmm. um but for the time being it's been really sweet very cool yeah that is very cool Austin I love that I think something I thought of while you were talking something that is cool about you is that you do multiple things and so you said I'm was passionate about law enforcement I still am um, and I think a unique thing that you do really well is that you obviously work here, but you also are involved in law enforcement still, and you also are involved in church, and you also are like all these other things. Can you tell us a bit about that and kind of, I don't know, not how you split your time, but like how you juggle multiple hats? Because I think we all have a lot of passions. We all want to do a lot of things. How do you do that? Yeah, yeah. So in addition to working at AU, I am currently on staff part-time at a local church overseeing production and specifically audio um, and audio engineering. So it's been super cool uh, to do that. And then outside of that, probably what I'm most passionate about right now um, is volunteering as a guardian at Lydum here in Anderson County. Um, So for people that don't know, guardian at Lydum's um, are advocates for children that are in foster care um, or in DSS care. And so my job is to get to know that child, 
um, and spend a lot of time just learning, you know, what they love, their personalities, their character, what they've been through. And then I serve as their voice in court mm-hmm. um, and in other places as well, like in school meetings and different services that they're receiving. But primarily my responsibility is to, to be their voice in court and advocate for their best interests and their mm-hmm. wishes, depending on you know, the situation. Um, and, and that's been so, such a cool role. Um, it, it's something that I didn't think I would love to begin with, but as I've gotten into it, it's been really neat to bring an element of criminal justice to it and understanding the court system um, and, and how that operates and, and what I can do within that. Um, but also bringing a level of empathy um, and bringing my faith into it mm-hmm. um, in a sense of like my purpose and, and the why behind what I do um, is very much in a way to love children that have been in a really hard spot, um, but to also love their parents um, who are also loved by God. And I think that's a difficult thing to wrap our heads around that. Mm-hmm. You know, this mom has severely abused her child. Um, but in reality, in God's eyes, she's no different than me. Um, and mm-hmm. she's no different than any other person. Her sin is still sin. Um, and so to be able to treat them with respect and dignity um, and, and to love them where they are within reason, but to love them where they are has been a really neat way to bring the gospel in, into what I do. Um, but yeah, good question. Uh, I don't really have a perfect answer as to how I balance everything. Of course. I think, yeah, I follow this gal online who often says balance is a myth. Like mm-hmm. we all are like after it, but like, what does that actually even mean? Why do you think you need to balance it? What needs balance? Mm-hmm. So not actually asking how to balance that more so how you do it all. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would say probably the biggest thing so far, especially with the guardian at Lighting work is having a really good relationship with Anne and then... Um, our dean of students, John, enable and them allowing me to kind of create a schedule that can be flexible or I can go to some of these meetings at school and, and go to court, but also do some work for AU in the evening and kind of flex my hours to make it work. Um, so that's been really sweet. Uh, I think it just really comes down to passion. Um, I think even from a very young age, I've never been one to just do something because I have to do it. Um, so like for working, like I, I don't enjoy to work just because I need to get a paycheck. Um, mm-hmm. And sure, there's some weeks that are really hard, and, and that's the only thing I'm thinking is, okay, I've got to make it to Friday because i got to pay these bills. But I think at the end of the day, what keeps me going and, like, what makes it worth it um, is the passion behind it. Like, yeah. I get to make a meaningful difference in people's lives, whether that's in residence life or as a guardian at Lydum or serving at church. Um, and, and that's what's important to me, and that's something that I'm passionate about. Um, I think... I've just recently started thinking about this, and it's not as morbid as it sounds, but um, I think as I have considered, like, what do I want to be known for, um, mm-hmm. like, as I leave, um, and, like, leave Earth and die, and what do I want, like, my legacy to be like, and I want it to be known that, like, I loved people really well. Um, like, I want people to think back to Austin and say, wow, he really genuinely loved people in the mm-hmm. way that Christ would love people. Um, and so that's my passion behind, like, a lot of the work that I do is I just want to love people well. Um, and I, I want to be, be in a place to serve them well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think while you maybe your head has been down in res life for the last two months since you got here, for sure. I know that you also have a big job that requires a lot of hours, a lot of capacity of you. How are you sort of not balancing because that's a bad word for it, but how are you sort of navigating the season in being a normal human while also having a pretty intense job? Mm-hmm. I 
I really like that idea that balance is a myth. Um, I Someone introduced me to the idea of rhythms in life a couple years ago, and that really helps me mm-hmm. because I feel like when we're seeking balance, we're always feel like we are failing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we think about life as rhythms and you think about residence life, which is really busy in August and then kind of slows down in September and October, I know that my I will have a rhythm where August is really busy and I'll probably work every day that month for sure alongside my good friend Brenna <laughs> and Austin. And, um, and, then, and then know that in September and October, I can make space for rest. Um, I also think Austin's such a good example of um, you make time for the things that you care about. Um, it's not that we don't have enough yeah. time. It's that um, we put time towards the things that we care about. For um, sure. And so I, things that I really care about um, are community, developing community, um, and um, investing in the people around me. So for me, in a new place, what that has looked like is intentionally intentionally pursuing friendship and relationships um, with the people that I meet at AU, but also people I meet outside of AU and seeking out a church and investing in that community and hopefully getting involved there really soon. Um, I was a theater major in college. Which is such a wild card. uh, It feels right, but it also feels like a wild card. You can't really major in residence life as an undergrad, (laughs) right? So we all, all of our paths, I think, to this, these roles are interesting. Um, So I love theater and I love musicals and I want to participate those within those and by going to see those in the community. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to kind of get my feet wet and start yeah. investing in those places as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, you kind of have both already answered this about why Res Life, why it matters. Um, but do you have anything you want to add there to say, like, here's specifically what I'm doing, why I think it matters, how you can use this anywhere? Like, not everybody works in Res Life, but they work in hospitals and as teachers and all of that. How does, why does that all matter? Mm-hmm. I have one thing that I <coughs> would love to add, and um, that is I kind of already mentioned, you know, I've seen in this journey in Res Life God caring and working um, in residence halls and on mm-hmm. small campuses. Um, and one of the things that I've learned through ob- observing that is. I think we have a God who delights in working in the ordinary. I think we see that in scripture and, and we can see that in residence life in that um, really what are our RAs doing? What are our RDs doing? We're like making sure toilets aren't exploding mm-hmm. and making sure people are okay and can get into their rooms. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're very ordinary and not glamorous things. But what's awesome is I, that God meets us there in those places. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that I just really love about yeah. residence life and um, seeing that our God is not, you know, the God of always the most glamorous yeah, things, but yeah. he delights to work in those yeah. places where we maybe don't expect him to be. For sure. Austin, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. If you hear it, it stayed. If you hear it in the episode, it's because it stayed. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what is really cool about residence life is there's no other time that I can think of um, that you're going to live so closely with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so though I feel like my role is pretty insignificant in that, it's a very much a background role, something that 
most people don't see or probably don't even know exists. Um, but the work that I do sets up our students to be in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what really, really cool to me. And something I'm very passionate about is doing background work. I think that's why I enjoy doing sound at church and, and doing things like ordinary lighting work where you're not in the spotlight, I'm not the caseworker, I'm not the investigator. Um, but the work that I do is still critically important mm-hmm. to the mission. Um, it's just not very well known. And so, yeah. and I love being in that place. It kind of keeps me humble, which is really nice. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but I, I think why residence life really matters is far beyond that. But I think it it's just a neat way to live life with people um, mm-hmm. and to make friends and relationships, um, but also to share the gospel. I think that's something I was really big about as an RD. Um, though it's important to be a student for sure, and there's other things that we do that are very important, but above beyond or above all of that is just loving people really well um, and sharing the gospel with them. And, and I think that's really manifest itself in a residence life situation where like you're going to see people at the greatest time of their life and probably the worst time of their life yeah um, and they're going to see you at your worst in your life and how you respond to that and, mm-hmm. and the things that you're doing so yeah I just think it's a really neat way uh, to get to know people on a very vulnerable level um, and build some meaningful relationships that can happen in the future and I think has happened even in our friendship with, with me and you and the, and the other people in our friend group um but I just think it's a lot more difficult as you get older and move out of, you know, residence halls and dorms and whatnot um, and move into kind of a quote-unquote adult life. Or yeah, life the real world. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, would love to hear any dreams that y'all have for res life. So, like, what keeps you doing work that is often thankless? I say this, I've said this in the other two episodes, nobody comes to Res Life to say thank you so much for what you did. They come to say, this is a problem, please help me fix it. Uh, which is great. We are problem solvers and that is good. But in a job that is a bit thankless and can sort of miss some of the glory moments, what keeps you going? Like what are dreams of the future that you're like, yep, I keep doing this because I think about this. Can I speak to that really quick? Yeah. Um, you mentioned that this is a very thankless job, and I would agree 100%, but I can't remember the name of the student that did this, and maybe they didn't even sign the card. Um, but this this summer, I don't know if this is a surprise to anybody or not, but this summer was very difficult for our office. I mean, like, um, very difficult. Yeah. Like, lean to the podcast, Mike, very difficult. It was tough. Yeah, it, it was rough, and, and I would say, so I transitioned July 1st to this position, um, and pretty much from that day until August 16th, first day of class, our team was working 12, 14 hours a day, yeah. weekends, like we were consistently working and just never even getting to the point of being above water. And it felt yeah. like we were drowning every day. Um, and then on top of that, there was more work and more work For and sure. more work. And, and one big piece of that was the housing component and, you know, had some nightmare issues uh, with that and so because of all the issues we really weren't as helpful as we would have liked to have been um, for a lot of students mm-hmm. um, and our office was very slow to move on things that needed to happen um, but there was one specific situation I think it was a, a room swap the student really wanted um, or a roommate they really wanted to be with and we eventually were able to make it work I think it was just a few days before they moved in but it happened um, and they sent us a letter and it was just a thank you card like not a thank you can you do this as well or anything yeah. it was just simply hey thank you so much for doing this room swap though it was small it was very meaningful for us yeah um and mm-hmm. it's going to make our experience a lot better or, you know i don't remember the exact words and then it was 
from a student, and it was just a really sweet reminder. It's still up on my desk. It's pinned behind my um, my computer. Uh, I think it's another thing a lot of people don't know about me is I'm a really big fan of words of affirmation, mm-hmm. uh, and I've kept every card I've ever been written for my entire life, um, and I have a lot of them posted up behind my computer. But for this one, it was really sweet because I feel like, and maybe Andy can speak to this, this whole summer was just a lot of complaints and yeah. a lot of people that were very upset with us for yeah. valid reasons. Yeah. <laughs> we were just kind of in a place where we, we were not at our best for circumstances way beyond our control. It was yeah. just kind of where we were. Mm-hmm. But it was such a sweet moment to get that card and just think, though the summer has been really, really hard, there are still some students out there that are really appreciative of the work that we're doing and and very kind about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm i trying to think of what I want to say to that. I think this summer was definitely, I told a lot of people, I feel like I'm right in a wave of chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very humbling for me. I came in, so Austin started his role on July 1st. I think I started my role on July 6th. Mm-hmm. I'm totally new to AU. Um, so just um, learning as fast as I could, but it didn't feel fast enough. And just kind of like being a body in the office and be, and feeling like, well, I just simply do not know enough mm-hmm. to be helpful here, but I will be present. Um, and so it was definitely an interesting couple of months. Um, but thinking about yeah, that letter that was sent to us. And then even thinking about, um, I think the Lord is really faithful in giving us what we need. And so we often get that encouragement right when we need it, right when I'm at a breaking point, Mm -hmm. I get a little bit of encouragement, which I'm so grateful for. Um, Going back to dreams for Res Life, some things that I've been thinking about, I would love Res Life at AU um, to be a place where everyone is safe and welcomed, um, where they're pushed to explore their faith, whatever that means for them, um, wherever they're at on that spectrum. If it's at the very beginning and they're not sure um, what they think about Christianity or what they think about God to the student who's gone to church their whole life and um, can't remember a day when they didn't know Jesus, love them. Um, I would love for Res Life to be a place, our residence halls to be a place where um, critical conversations are happening about faith, about life, about um, what it means to live the good life and to be a good human. And I really believe we take our habits with us. We take ourselves with us after mm-hmm. college. Um, it's really tempting to feel like, well, as soon as I get done with school, then I'll go to church mm-hmm. or then I'll get, um, you know, I'll, I'll start plugging into a community or volunteering. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you're building your habits now in college as a student and you're going to bring that self with you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not reading your Bible or having those hard conversations now, it's going to be really hard to start them after graduation. It's mm-hmm. not true that everything falls into place after graduation. Yeah. Um, and so I think that all of us can really, really confirm that's not yeah. true. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still real hard to read my Bible in the morning. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so I, I would love for our halls to be a place where students feel safe to explore those things and think about those things and feel safe to fail in those things and mm-hmm. then feel that they are supported um, yeah. in, in be, picking themselves back up and um, thinking about what it means to pursue the good life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not as much as a visionary as Anne is. I think I <laughs> have some smaller things that I would love to see us do very well. Not, I think Anne 
what you mentioned was incredible um, yeah. and Thanks. definitely think it's <laughs> attainable uh, for sure. I just don't think in that way. Yeah. Um, I would love for us to just be really, really good um, at like customer service. Like mm-hmm. I would love for a student to walk in and though they might mm-hmm. not get what they want, it might not go the way that they think it should go or how they want it to go. I would love for them to walk out of the office still saying, wow, they treated me with respect, with dignity. They heard what I had to, mm-hmm. what I had to say. Um, and they did the best they could, um, and it didn't work out and I can be mad about that. That's fine. But I don't want them to be mad about how they were treated. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something, and I think we do it pretty well now, but there's always room to improve and, and for us to be more intentional about our interactions with students. Um, And I would love to see us grow in that way and just become more efficient. Maybe that's the, the administrative side of my head, but Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like for a while now, for maybe the past couple of years, we're very reactive. Um, and usually cut it very close to deadlines and are not very early on what we do. But I would love to see that shift to us being more proactive um, and getting ahead of the ball and you know, being two to three weeks early on what we're doing and, and able to use that to our advantage to create a more efficient uh, and more enjoyable experience for the students that we're serving. Yeah, that's good. That good. Sweet. Well, y'all are just the very best. Um, people. Brittany, you're the best. <laughs> That is silly. People um, maybe won't see y'all on campus quite as much because you're more in the office for sure. Um, But I haven't even asked you if I can say this, but I think people should come by and tell y'all, hey, like Mm -hmm. pop in their office and say, Mm -hmm. maybe if Austin's door's shut, don't pop in just yet. He's probably grinding really hard on Mm -hmm. something. But pop over and say hey to them because they would love to meet you um, and would love to make friends with you. It is an interesting role in that you live here but you are not nearly as connected as the RDs are because they have their people and you don't really have people that you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every day I see Claire walk by my door, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so pop over to tell them, hey, thank you guys so much. Love y'all. Friends, as usual, we want to end every episode with telling you about the fun events that Student Activities has happening that week. So tomorrow, Tuesday, we have got coffee night. If you have ever dreamed like how do I make delicious coffee in my dorm room? Then this is the event for you. We hope that you will join us at 7 p.m. at Thrift Plaza to learn how to make some fun, delicious coffee. And then on Friday night, we've got Top Golf. We have never gone Top Golf before, but we're really excited about it. So RSVPs on this one will probably fill up pretty quickly. But if you will head over to A United, there might be some spots left, and you can snag a spot for Top Golf. And then on Saturday is the soccer doubleheader. So men and women are both playing on Saturday. And you can join us to get a free t-shirt. For the girls game, it is a pink out. So we have free t-shirts for the first 20 students. And then after that, they'll be on sale for $8 and we'll take cash or card. So we hope to see you at all of these fun events and hope you have a great week. Blah, blah.